the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. perhaps it's like batman and bruce wayne you never see them in the same place at the same time joe biden and baron boris could they be the same person <laughs> no he is finally back in studio we did the math this is episode 26 of the battle for 1600 and for those 19 episodes he has been in an undisclosed location, hiding true, somewhere true, in a bunker, true, true. <laughs> but not the same bunker as Sleepy Creepy Joe Biden. It is fabulous to have him back in studio. You know him. He's my co-host of the Battle for 1600, Boris Epstein. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. It's good to be back. <laughs> the Baron is in the house. It's exciting. It's fun. And I'm ready to have our best podcast yet it's been 19 you we did the math today you have been away from this studio for 19 weeks my friend wow well it seems like i was here yesterday it does. all the trinkets are still here <laughs> and he's cash today he's got the lovely suit little pocket square but he's taken the jacket off because he means business right. i'm ready to fight I gotta, <laughs> after, I, gotta, I gotta be agile after yesterday's hearing in congress where they weren't interested in hearing anything the person who was there to actually talk was meant to say but we're gonna have so much fun with the baron if you like the podcast as much as we think you do thanks to your text your messages spread the word subscribe hit the notifications bell on youtube as well as the podcast and do us a little review wherever you yes. get it whichever platform couple of words a couple of comments and write us a review and we would be most grateful baron um let's start with i promised you a present a gift a present i shall receive you can tell he's an only child <laughs> uh so why I do you think i'm here i have two <laughs> Ooh. And you have to choose. Okay. Do you want the one from a listener or do you want the one from me? One of them you're going to get now. The other one during the show, America First. The one from you. No, sorry. You're going to get that on the radio oh, show. It's a trick question. A trick question. So it wasn't really a question. It was, there was no, no choice. No, it wasn't. It was, this, is, this is a benevolent dictatorship. Okay. Okay, thank you. What do you think this is? A Republican I democracy? Thought it was a co- I thought it was a co-host situation. <laughs> when you bring your gift, you can mess with me. Fine, I will, you can bring, mess you, with I will me. bring gifts. Hey, hang on. Wines and cheeses. What happened to the lunch? What did he say about lunch? Lunch is on August. Well, you know, I, I, I'm still kind of unsure because... What? August is now, basically, right? August is next week. Practically. 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 Basically. Okay, if you, if you okay. wait long enough. Shad, you're, fi- you're a calendar fake newsian. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Ooh, whoa. All, I'm saying, all I'm saying is much in the same way that there's this 
you know, moving goalposts with the pandemic. It seems like there's this moving goalpost with this lunch. Is it going to be on a weekend? Is it on a weekday? Is it's there a, a it's date? Going to be, it's going to be a weekday. It will be after. It will be after August eighth. All right, we've got it on tape. We've got it on video. We will hold him to his word, and he's keeping me to my word. So, two gifts. One's a surprise I didn't mention. It's from me. Okay, we'll save it for the radio show. The other. What did one, I do to deserve a gift? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, the other one is from David, one of our callers, one of our listeners, one of our devoted MAGA family supporters, who works for a certain company that will stay nameless. And he has access to some very fancy machinery, and he sent me and you one of these. I'm not even going to unwrap it, but it is, it is completely apposite that I give this to you during our podcast and the other one during our show because of what it is. It has to do with things we discuss almost every time we are together. Okay. Here you go, Boris. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Happy birthday. Thank you. He is taking it out of the wrapping. Whoa. That's- turn, turn it upside down. How cool is that? Okay, for those of you who are listening, I have presented him with a beautifully CNC-machined block of aluminum, or aluminum if you prefer, and it is a one-person cigar ashtray and holder, and underneath it says, without the name of the company, no name, Breakfast with a Cigar, Boris Epstein. That Correct. is Isn't that so nice? cool. Is that, is, you said it's David? It's David. It's Dave, David text, reached out to me, asked for the address, made that for you, made one for me, and he mailed it to us. That is so kind. David, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You're a good man, a good American. I love that. I mean, I love the big the big ashtrays, like the Cohibu or whatever. But when you want to have a personal one, you, get, you give your guest the big one. Just put it and right you want to Put it right there. You can rest your cigar. It's just perfect, isn't it? And it ashes right here and it dumps right yeah. out. Isn't it cool? Spread, look how cool it is. Isn't it? It looks like Star Trek or something. It's, it looks like something out of the Starship Enterprise. Look how the line, the perfect the lines yeah. are. Computer machine, the writing on the bottom, the engraved writing. I love that. All right. All right. Well deserved. Welcome back. Well, That's your thank gift. You. Well, From our listeners. From our listeners who love this podcast. That's very kind. Thank you, David. And thank you, David, for my ashtray. Have you used it yet? I have. Oh, yeah. Well, you sent me the picture. You were smoking. Yeah, I, I use it when I smoke with my son. I was on vacation, but I have used my cigar, my, my, my ashtray from David. Okay, let's get to work. So much to discuss. Um, let's talk about Actually, you. you know what? Before we do that, yeah. I'm going to share. A, 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 this has me thinking of a, of a really good thing that happened to me recently. Good. Share. Um, and, you know, we talk a lot about politics, and politics is a tough business. And, and tough competitors. It's an or, arena. Or beating each other up. It's, it's truly modern-day gladiator fighting, right? <laughs> but last week, a good my best friend, his name is Mike Freed. We've been friends since eighth grade. Wow. Eighth grade. We may or may not have gotten caught. Take a look at a couple of Playboy magazines. That's just an allegation. Okay. It's, it's, it's a rumor. That's it's fake a rumor. News. Fake okay. Um, and, and I, you know, he came to my undisclosed location. and we Not the Biden bunker. No. The it Boris, was outside. The Barron's bunker. The, uh, no, it, it's more, you know, the Barron's hideaway. The Barron's estate. The Barron's estate. My, my Baronic estate. <laughs> Baronial. Baronial. Oh, oh, Baronial. Baronial estate. My Baronial estate. Okay. Sorry, I got that wrong. You know, not all of us are fancy in British. So... Uh, and, and we ended up sitting outside with the two huge cigars, smoking, drinking some scotch, drinking some Edredor scotch, which is the smallest distillery in Scotland that's still operating. And it was a really great moment. What Among, was the cigar? What was the cigar? It was a Hoyo de Monterey. Ah, 
Perfect. I love their Excalibur. The double, Excellent. This was the double Coronas. Nice. 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 That's an hour-long smoke, right? It's, well, hour for you, hour and a half for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you pl- I tug it fast. You tug it fast. So and it was just it was great, and it was that moment of, you know what, no matter how hard we fight, no matter how we give it all our best, and how it truly is a difficult time in this country and a time and a time of battle between the forces of good and President Trump and frankly evil yeah. in Joe Biden, chaos in Joe Biden, danger in Joe Biden. It was just so great to sit there with my best friend, have a smoke. Now, next time I do it, I'm going to be using this ashtray from David and thinking of him and of all the good times we have on this podcast and on your show. So just a little bit of an aside. And to all of you, I really hope that you, my friend, and all your dear ones, but everybody listening too, they have those moments. Have the moments to decompress. Have the moments to put aside the troubles that are so much there today. I mean, things that we didn't envision. Who thought we'd be getting hit with a plague in 2020? None of us. But find a way, be it with a cigar or not, I recommend a cigar. (laughs) Find a way, decompress, spend time with your loved ones. And everything's going to be better. This is the Battle for 1600 podcast. So let me just, just riff off something that the Baron just said. So he used the word good on our side and, the good, and, and evil on the other. And, and this isn't – I need to make a connection here because I had a caller yesterday who really, really got my blood pressure up. A lot of you have texted after with regards to my response. Everyone supportive except one person. And the, the, the argument was about John Lewis, and it was about the president not going to the funeral. Interesting. Or, or to the, the lying in state. Lying, right. And he said, this is a conservative who said the president should have done it. He should have made a concession. And, and I said, why? And my point here is a very simple one. You cannot concede to those who wish to destroy you. It's very simple. This is the lesson of Munich. This is the lesson of bullies in the schoolyard. And when, when you hear Boris say that what Biden represents is evil, do not fall for the trap of he's a senile old man. Be nice to him because he wow. has made his bed with the extremists. What we have seen across the streets, the cities of America in the last eight weeks is sheer anarchy. There are two officers from DHS, two marshals who are now blinded who have been blinded because of the violence on the streets of America. There are 20 people who have been killed. No, there are more people who have been killed. There are almost 20 black Americans who have been killed in the riots. And there is no love lost for them. There's no funeral cortages. There's no lying in state. There is simply the mob and those who acquiesce to the mob. So you've got to disconnect the concept of the doddering old man from the reality of what happens on November 3rd if you vote for the forces of evil. And, and, and Boris, uh, uh, is it hyperbolic to say these are people who wish to dismantle America? I mean, they, they, they say this themselves, don't they? Totally. They want to dismantle America. They want to, they want to dismantle the nuclear family. Right. It's on their website. It's on the website. It's on the Black Lives Matter website. And to those of you who are confused... Neither, not to speak for you, but neither of us here are, se- are, are talking about the actual people. Everyone's lives matter. Black people's lives matter. Yeah. White people's lives matter. Americans' All lives Americans. very much matter. Right. But the group, the Black Lives Matter group, is a far-left, 
Marxist, against the nuclear family, radical organization. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, I've been thinking about the John Lewis thing also. Mm-hmm. And and I thought about it the day that, that Congressman Lewis uh, passed away. And rest in peace, of course. Rest in peace. Uh, it, it was interesting. I've, there was a lot of negativity and a lot of criticism of, of President Trump for not tweeting as fast as he could have about it. But here's the question. John Lewis, rest in peace, said that Donald Trump is not a legitimate president. And that he's not going to the inauguration because he is right. illegitimate. He called President Trump an illegitimate president. He said that President Trump is a racist, which President Trump is not. So why are we in a situation where if someone says really nasty things about someone else, the recipient of those nasty things is supposed to honor that person and, and jump, you know, and do it as fast as possible? And the president did end up sending out a very nice tweet, very thoughtful, you know, in, in the memory of John Lewis and to his family. The point I'm saying is, we are the most open democratic society in the history of the world. This America is the beacon of freedom. If if woke culture won't, won't take over, it'll continue to be that. So in a free society where you're free to say really nasty things about the president, why is the president then somehow obligated to just take those? And But, but there's a broader principle. Let, let's just take Lewis out of the equation. Let's take what he said about the president being illegitimate. Right. The same week that Nancy Pelosi said, I'm only going to call him Mr. I'm not going to call him President Trump. I'm Terrible. going to call him Mr. There's a broader point, which is illustrated by not just the last eight weeks, but by the last, I don't know, eight years or further. In an age of cancel culture, you never, ever submit to the mob. What happens when you when you give in to a bully, Boris? Does, does the bully they, say, I'll be your friend? No, they keep bullying you. They That's keep what, bullying you. You've got to stand up. And and again, the president sent out a tweet, sent out his thoughts, but is he obligated to go to the lines? I don't think so. He's and, and here's another question. The people who are now, who have and are still saying horrible things about this president, if, you know, if the tables were turned with John Lewis, would John Lewis honor Donald Trump? <laughs> would Nancy Pelosi? Would Chuck Schumer? Right. Would, a- would AOC with the squad? This is, this is the real point. There is nothing we could do. There's nothing the president could do that would make them behave normally. Nothing. No. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Why? Because they wish to destroy us and what we stand right. for. End they, of story. They hate us. They hate the president. They hate us at our core. Right. right? And what, what does that really mean? That means that they hate traditional America at its core. Yes. They want to remake America in their image. They in want their to, radical image. In, in a very radical. Very radical and, frankly, un-American image. Now, again, you know, you, you just got me talking about this because you had this discussion about the line, and the vice president's going to go, and it's great, and we're honoring a man who, who deserves to be honored. And, it's you know, that's that's that, that's great. And, again, rest in peace to John Lewis and, and, and condolences to his family. My point is we live in a society where you're free to say anything you want, and then, and then you're free to react to it. And the president is using that freedom, and I think he's yes. completely entitled to do so. And words have consequences. Right. When you are a senior member of Congress and you call the man chosen by 63 million fellow Americans, black and white, illegitimate. I'm sorry, that has consequences. 
And Lewis never retracted that. Let's make this personal. Let's let's talk about Boris in the news. Follow him right now. <laughs> Boris EP Breakfast. I can make with Boris. news sometimes. Of course you can. You're a celebrity. You're in the arena. And he was on something called C-SPAN not too long ago. And we have video of the Baron on C-SPAN. I've said it before. I've been on C-SPAN many times. They do have the strangest callers. But some aren't just strange. They're disturbing. Eric, play video cut one. This morning, a Trump supporter was killed was shot and killed in a drive-by in Milwaukee. I don't know if you got that news, but the people in Milwaukee are waiting for those troops to come in because they got weapons, and it's going to be a lot of bloodshed when they come. So that's all I got to say. What's that supposed to mean? So now you have people on your air threatening our lives? Is that what it is, Jesse? Let's keep going to Chris, who's calling from Oceanside. I, I mean, he just had a caller call in and said that they're going that, that shooting Trump supporters is right. I mean, anybody who's a Democrat or independent should listen to what that gentleman just said and realize where the Democrats are in this country. They're threatening our lives. It is disgusting. It's despicable. And it's criminal. And that sounded like a threat against the president and his campaign. I hope the Secret Service investigates it. Let's go to Chris, who's calling from Oceanside, California. Boris, is that what you expected when you went on C-SPAN for a TV interview? So it's a wonderful Sunday morning. I wake up, I get ready, I make sure everything's set up. And we, and we were having a good discussion. And, and, you know, Jesse's a good host, and he was fine, he was respectful. And then the calls started, and, and you could tell that the, the calls were going to be mostly left. But then this guy comes in, John from Wisconsin, and you know what the sad thing is? I almost wasn't surprised. <laughs> Because the left is so deranged in this country right but, now. But it's, 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 it's not surprising because of what we've heard. Let, right. let, let's just talk about the names. Maxine Waters, when you see a member of the cabinet out in the open, harass them, right. whether they're pumping gas or doing anything else. Eric Holder, the only attorney general to ever be held in contempt of Congress, saying when they're down, you kick them. Right. And then let's talk about President Obama. Do you remember that, 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 that interview he gave before Thanksgiving when he said, if your families come together for Thanksgiving dinner and they disagree with you politically, get in their face. Now, that caller, isn't that just a, the natural bitter fruit at the end of that progression of the Democrat Party's normalizing violence? That's what's happening. And you see it all over America, in Portland, in, in Seattle, in the shootings in Chicago, the crime wave in New York. I mean, the pictures of the casket of the one-year-old boy in New York, heartbreaking, heartbreaking, the little teddy bear, heartbreaking for those of us who are parents, and for everybody, but especially for the, you know, it's, it's harrowing to see, harrowing to see. So that's what the left has become. So when this, when this man started going off and talking about violence, I was, t- I was t- taken aback, but I wasn't surprised. And I'm glad that I then stopped Jesse from and Jesse Holland from going on to the next caller right away because we don't want to just sweep that under the no. rug. No, we need to make clear this is who the left is now. Right. This is what the left is. The left is a bunch of violent, far left radicals. Has Joe Biden condemned the looting and rioting in Portland? What they're doing to the federal courthouse there? Forget Joe Biden. Yesterday, not one member of Congress from the Democrat Party condemned right. it during the Attorney General Barr's hearing. Not one person. They, and by the way, 
Oh my, those people, those Democrats. The, I'm sure you've seen the cut of them reclaiming their time. What, you mean this cut? Eric, let's play it. He is a mind reader. He's the Baron. Video cut three from yesterday's hearing with, well, it wasn't a hearing. It was a shouting at Attorney General Barr. Video cut three. It wasn't Reclaiming my time. In April, times is when does something actually become custom. Reclaiming my time. I'm psyched. This is not a trick question. In this country. I'm reclaiming my time, Mr. General. Pacific- Without any remedy at all. I'm reclaiming my time. Let me share with you. Well, you got to let him answer. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, sir. Reclaiming my time. He found reclaiming no- my time without political bias. He said he and found in April, evidence. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Attorney. In- Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Barr. Current substances. Attorney General, reclaiming my time. (laughs) There are rules by which we operate here. I would ask you to respect them. But the 64 Act did not extend to... Reclaiming my time, sir. In both documents... Mr. Attorney General, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. I think that's what it's... uh, Okay, uh, reclaiming my time. And again, I'm happy... Shame on you, Mr. Barr. Can I just say... Shame on you. Can I just say... My time has expired. Nadler, Chairman saying shame on you, Attorney General Blah, after that circus where every Democrat didn't give him a chance to respond. If anybody needs any more reasons to vote for Republicans, just watch that video over and over and over and over and over again. That's what I mean, are these the kind of people you would want over for dinner or drinks at your house? Are these the kind of people you would want anywhere near your family? And these are Walking the kind of, your dog. Right. And these are the elected leaders the Democrats are putting in office. I mean, Jerry Nadler, look at him. Yeah. Guy's a disaster. He wouldn't let the Attorney General go to the bathroom. Yeah. After he arrived an hour right. late. An hour, he has a traffic incident. He arrives an hour late. The Attorney General's sitting there, and he asks, can we have a five-minute recess? And Chairman Nadler says, no. No. Th- this is, isn't this an affront to the American people? This is like they're making fun of Congress. But this is like saying to the American people, screw you, we can do whatever we want. Of course. These Democrats think that they are they're above Americans. Yeah. They think that they're, they're so important. And, I mean, and that was obvious just posturing, right? That's all that was. It's posturing. It's trying to make it seem like they're important. But in the end, they're all nobodies. They're all nobodies. <laughs> oh, did you just say it in Washington? You just called congressmen and chairmen and congresswomen nobodies? I mean, these- I would love to see that see the reaction on their faces if you said that to them. They think they're so important. So important. So oh, important. And they're lecturing, you know, lecturing Bill Barr on this and that. People, the courthouse in Portland is burning. Yeah. The, uh, St. John's in, in, in Washington, D.C. was burning. America is burning down. And, and you, the Democrats, are not standing up against that. You're not defending America. What is wrong with you? But in the end, they were all just focused on making it seem like your bill, the Attorney General Barr is somehow this henchman, quote-unquote, of the president. Meanwhile, Eric Holder said he was President Obama's sidekick. Wingman. 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 We, we played the audio. So this is just the most clear hypocrisy. What's okay for the left is not okay for the right. That's how Democrats see this world. That's how they approach it. But we have to keep calling it out because only by giving light to this could it stop. Again, to those of you listening, and most of you probably are already on our side, right? But if you know anybody who is not, if you know anybody who's thinking of voting for Democrats, show them that video. 
Yes. Show them that video and say, this is the Attorney General of the United States. This is a man who does anything and everything to protect Americans. And these are members of Congress, the Democrats, who all they're trying to do is get on TV. And it's, it's, a, it's a sad scene. By the way, in a lighter moment, I noticed that you plugged my Twitter at BorisCP, but not your Twitter, at Subgorka. I, I did it again. They don't even know who I am. Sebastian Gorka, co-host with Boris Epstein. That's right. Of the Battle for 1600, former strategist of President Trump. He is the strategic advisor for coalition relations to the Trump 2020 campaign, former special assistant to the president. And you can follow him, Boris E.P. I'm imagining a listener right and now who is just the whole time like, who's just waiting. who is this chap who I really enjoy? This strange this, accent. This, this host is really let me, qualified. Let me write down who he is. And you can write down my Twitter handle as well, at Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, plus our website. It's similar. It's SebGorka.com, S-E-B-G-O. How did you come up with that? I, it took us focus groups. Lots of focus groups, but we came up with it. Very expensive. What is it? What is it? It is Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Almost as good as Boris E.P. on Twitter. Or, or breakfastwithboris.com. Indeed. You need something that's baronial. You need For some, the, something baronial. Oh. Baronial Instagram. Are you on Instagram? I am on Instagram. What, what, uh, not TikTok. We've got to think of something. Not else. TikTok. We've got to make a special a, Baron's you know, website. Not, I don't use Instagram enough. Let me see. What is it? What is it? <laughs> what am I on? Who, what am, who I? am I on I Instagram? It's, um, it's Boris underscore Epstein. So maybe I need to do something better. What would be more baronial? The Baron. Just the Baron. The Baron. The Baron. Baron Boris. Baron Boris. Baron Boris. Okay. We'll, we'll have some focus groups. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> focus group it. We'll A-B test it. We'll A-B test it. We'll figure it out. You know... Again, this video today, I don't know why it stuck with me so badly of these Democrats, but it really just is so offensive. Yeah, but, but that's the point, isn't it? Because it, it, you're making a mockery of the institution that you're elected to be right. part of because this is meant to be a congressional hearing. And they couldn't care less what Bill Barr said. No. They were there to insult him. Let's be clear here. They said yesterday they insulted him. They said, you should be ashamed of yourself. And one of them, one of the Democrats said, you're secret police officers. Excuse me? How's it secret? He's right there for the hearing. <laughs> secret police? I mean, for people whose family, like mine, were abused by real secret police, tortured by real secret police, you look at that and you get angry, Boris. You get angry. Ver and I, both you and and your family and me and my family know what it's like to li to live in a country where there is actual real secret police. Secret police. And, but you know what else makes me angry is what? that, and this is not the you know the angry hour with seven Boris, right? But the fact that these elected officials, most of them, don't even believe what they're saying. Well, this is this is a question I always return to: Do they or don't they? How, I, what what is the level of cynicism? I think it's high. I think. What, what about okay? Let, let's let's pick some names. I think there's a distinct. I mean, there there are massive differences between people who've been there for decades, like Jerry Nadler, just a cynical, cynical person, right? Who 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 flip flop on special counsels and all kinds of things. Who this week on Monday to my friend Austin Fletcher on camera said Antifa is a myth, right? A myth. 
because two officers are blinded by them. There are people like that, and I think there the cynicism is 101%. What about others like AOC? Don't you think people like AOC or Rashida Tlaib really hate what America represents? They actually, they, they, they are so indoctrinated, they actually believe this stuff. I think Boris. they all this day in America yes. in their own ways. Yes. I do, I do tend to agree with you that Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar are, are probably in a, in a different league than Jerry Nadler, but I, I think they're also cynical. I all, I'm, you know, I well, also, when you're funneling two hundred thousand dollars right, to your boyfriend, I right? Mean, you you, you uh, got to be cynical. Oh, you're AOC, and you're obviously just trying to trying to get some sort of media career started, right? right? It's clear what they're doing. I mean, here's a question: If somebody went to the to the door of Rashid Tlaib, Alana Mar, AOC, and said, "Here's ten million ten million dollars," will you now be a Breitbart level conservative? <laughs> Would any of them say no? No, probably. I don't not. think so either. No. So I think, and, and again, that tells you something about the, the the Democratic leaders, Republican leaders, and you know, there, there's of course there's there's outliers everywhere. But if you look at the main Republican leader, you you look at Donald Trump, he did not need anything. No, he was he's a successful well, and businessman. He didn't owe anybody anything. Didn't owe anybody anything. Didn't need to get in politics. And what did he do? He said, you know what? I'm putting my life on hold. I'm putting my business on hold, and I'm coming in to save this country from the far-left march that it's on. Yes, a man who is a danger to those in the establishment on left and right, exactly because he's not a politician, didn't owe anything to anybody, and wasn't owned by anybody. They really don't like that, do they? Oh, they hate that. When you're your own man, they hate that. Listen, uh, we've got to wrap soon. We've got to go and do the radio show, but I have to share with you, I've been doing it on the radio show all week. Thanks to Boris. I reached out within minutes. He got back to me. Everybody wants to know how they can help the president get yes. reelected. What I, what I need and Boris got for me is the website where you can become a volunteer from the comfort of your own home. Whether you are in a deeply Democrat district or not, you can literally make phone calls for the president. You've got 96 days left. Imagine if all of you spent 30 minutes a night making phone calls across the country to convince your fellow Americans of the stakes involved and how they must reelect the president. Two things you can do. Number one, you can volunteer at trumptalk.gop. Trump talk.gop if you want to become a leader if you want to become a trump team leader if you've got more time if you want to be really involved at, at an organizational level you go to trumpvictory.com slash trump team leader that's trumpvictory.com slash trump team leader thank you boris anything you'd add in terms of yes volunteering first of all thank you so much for doing that it was my pleasure to get the information, and thank you for spreading it far and wide. So important, and important for all of you who are fans of Battle for 1600. Don't just sign up to the podcast. Don't just leave a review, but get involved. Yes. Follow what Sebastian is saying, and remember, this election is, and I know that that gets said every four years, but this is truly the most seminal election in modern Times. Whatever your age, there's no, there's no comparison. There's no compare. There's you could not get a starker contrast between the strength, the bold actions, the decisiveness, and the love for America of Donald J. Trump, our president, President Trump, and the weakness, the pathetic emptiness, and the pandering to the left of Joe Biden. I mean, just today, I don't know if you saw this yet. Joe Biden was being led around by a handler. Yes. 
as if he's a just a doddering old fool. Like he was a blind man. Right. They had they had their hand on the inside of his arm. Like, like an old demented individual. It was it was scary to see. And and, and my response is I tweeted out, this is the man the Democrats want to give right. the nuclear launch codes to. It's scary. He has to be walked by hand out of a store. Can't walk out of a store, but could nuke Russia China. or China. Right. So here's the, and here's the problem. We're not here to pick out an old man. That's not what we're here for. That's, no. But if he wants to be retired and, and, and concentrate on his life and his health, God bless. But do not. Do not endanger America yes. by running for president while you are just obviously not up for it. And get and, and here's another thing. Even if it were the Joe Biden of 88 and 2008, that Joe Biden would be dangerous for America too. Far left, plagiarist, completely corrupt. Completely corrupt. He used his office as vice president to get his son, Hunter Biden, as rich as possible. I know we're not supposed, you know, the mainstream media doesn't like to talk about Hunter because it makes Joe upset, and then maybe he's, you know, he's going to yell at somebody. But here's the reality: Beijing, Beijing, Joe Biden, before he started losing who he is, Beijing, Joe Biden shipped jobs to China. Yes, and the Chinese Communist Party shipped the coronavirus back to us. Can you tell he's on a roll? Let's roll him straight into the radio show. In the meantime, follow him, Boris E.P. Breakfast with Boris.com, strategic advisor for coalitions of the Trump 2020 campaign. I'm Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to President Trump, co-host of the Battle for 1600 and host of America First. Give us a review, follow us on Twitter, and join us next time. Thanks so much.